Now, a guide to successful parenting. Why did you write this book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like asking authors the why. Why? What was the objective? It's a good question. It's a very, very good question. Like I told you earlier on, looking at the way Nigeria is going, not only Nigeria, in fact, the whole world, you realize that we are living in a world where almost everybody is in a hurry to do one thing or the other. The world, the world is such the fact that parents hardly have enough time because they have to hustle out to do this, to do that, you know, and get things done. This one wants to do business. Even the people that have the secular job wants to add additional business, uh, one well, business or the other to it, one investment here and there. So as a result of this, they don't have enough time to attend to their children. Even the suckling ones that when they get to the sale to the speed, they do it horribly and things like that. So this, I think with all this and what I've been seeing, you know, from my experience as a teacher, I've seen a lot and I've heard a lot from children. And uh, if you ask me, I, I, I think there's no be- better time to write this book than now. And thinking of the experiences I've had, I just feel if I'm able to put some of these things down, you know, for people to see, it's a little different from the uh, normal um, book we see on parenting that they just tell story like um, they don't go practical. This is a little bit practical, you know, my own practical example, what I've seen, what I've heard, what the, the way I've helped some people to come out of certain problems. There was a particular girl, Rebecca, that uh, is not Rebecca there in the Bible, in the book, you know, that had problem. She's from a very wealthy home. They have driver, they have housemaid and this and that, but she was struggling inside her battling with what she was saying. She didn't like it. She withdrew at a stage. Then later when she came back, she became rebellious in the house and the mother did not know how to handle it. They changed her from one school to the other. She came to her school. I had to follow up that child and by the grace of God, the child became one of those that received award. Wow. I mean, before I left that school, I got married and later left that school you know, to another school. So if, 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 if there is no... If, if there's no um, teacher who understand that child at that particular time, they brought the child to my school. Maybe she would have ended up being driven away yeah. to another school again because she actually came from one school. And so I think this is just the best time to put down the little I think God has given me grace to experience. And I think it's my purpose because when you pass through something in life, it's not just for fun. You know, as a Christian, I believe anything that happens to a child of God, there's a purpose for it. Yeah. And most of the time, the purpose is for you as a human being teach to teach others and be a good influence, be a good support to those who are almost at the verge of breaking down or giving up. Mm. At least give them some hope from the book. If parents can read, you know, just sit down. Because no parents don't read. Nigerians in particular, we don't like reading. But if any parent can take this book and just find time to read, maybe during his vacation or her vacation or anything, there are some things that the person will be able to say, okay, this is the technique this person used. Okay, so Montessori, Montessori technique is better for my baby. You know, so okay, let me start the child in the school that is practicing this uh, 
Maria Montessori technique and things like that. You know, or you say, okay, so I won't follow my friend to that school that has big infrastructure. Let me go and find out what they have there before I push my child in there. Okay, this child needs attention. It's not a teenager. I think I should create more time for this child. There are people that leave their job, change to another job to be able to have enough time for their children. But if you don't have knowledge of some of these things, like you go to for seminar or you go for you know uh, uh, special counseling and things like that, if you don't have opportunity of such and you're able to get a book like this and read through it, I'm sure that parents will learn one, one or two things that will make the child, the parents understand who children are. Yeah. And how children should be treated. Thank you so much, Ma. When I got when I heard about the book, I I um I told my sister, my brother's wife, and all that, and I showed that they got their own copies. And then some colleagues yeah. also got it. And the feedback has been really good. In fact, somebody um yeah. one of my I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, welcome. One of my colleagues was like, "Oh, this was, are you sure we shouldn't think about taking these books to schools, you know, and all that?" So, um, and one of the questions I'm going to ask is, I hope the book is faring well and more people are buying it. And anybody sure. listening, yes. yeah, and yes. anybody listening should really should 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 take it as a matter of, of priority to buy the book and. And another feedback for my mom. She read the book. <laughs> okay. she, hasn't, she hasn't finished, but she read. She, she's reading it. And then when she she will come say, "This one, she see all these things." I should tell you people. Okay. <laughs> somebody else is saying. I think she'll be reflecting back on them. That yeah, yeah. So it's been very reflective for her. She was like, well, "I'm not going to rush this book. I'm going to just take my time." And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's beautiful. So, but you mentioned, sorry to cut in, rushing you mentioned. Many people said the same thing that it's not the book they can rush. Oh no, is it book you take with you for life? They wanted to put it aside. They just find themselves picking it again and continuing from where they stop. Yeah, it's a book. It's a book you have to continue making continuous reference because even as a parent, you can't really, you can't, you need to always remind yourself at different stages. So I really believe that even parents who feel like they finished uh, raising their children and young parents coming up is a book they need to have to refer to, you know, because I love how you broke the book down into stages of a child's growth. So from, from babyhood, to um yes even now as even when they are even when they are all grown and all that the kind of relationship you should have so it's a book that wow. we keep going back to and i have one request mm-hmm. i hope they're going to write a similar book for teachers <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe you think I'll... about it though <laughs> <laughs> i'm not far from it but um you know, one thing with teaching now is that um, uh, teaching, it's, the technique is gradually changing, mm. you know, with the new, uh, the, the technical, uh, all these uh, different types of teaching methods, teaching techniques, and then with the new era of the internet and things like that, yeah. it's getting to a stage where even teaching, even it will even get to a stage, some of our children will learn most of the things on internet, no more this classroom thing. When they get to a certain level, it will get to that stage. So the technique is changing 
from time to time. Mm. But um, I'll look into that. We are not far from it, like I said. Yeah. But it's not cast in concrete yet. Mm. No, I, I, I think maybe a book, a book that a, a new, somebody who is trying to um, um, think through a, a career in teaching, you know, that can, that can be quite instructive as to what to expect, how they could handle stuff. That would be really great, even for parents too. That would be great. And I see that you even put some of those lessons in these books where you have to read in between the lines to pick out some of them. Then I also really love that in the book you incorporated storytelling. That is something I'm really passionate about. I don't believe you should just write books that sound like dictionaries. You need to put in yes. stories. Yes. Yeah, so they can relate to it. So when I hear those kind of stories, I'm like, okay, yes. And you can put yourself in the picture. So it's, mm. it's, 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 I, I, I like, I love the style of how, of the book. I love the, how you, you went about, you know, just um, yeah. infusing stories and putting in Thank some you. of your experiences so that people can relate to it and see how they can. Thank you. Yes, ma. Then one, one last question, please. Um, so okay. at the time we're, there seem it is is looking like um love for God is being watered down. So there is this um, I see it everywhere. It's looking like parent people are just you know there's this new slang winging parenting. No, we are just living waking up doing things. You know, let's just go with the flow. But there is really no mm-hmm. there there is really no the the um, focus on God isn't really that much. The focus now is all oh, the best school, much, best yeah. food, you know, yeah. and all that. And, you know, for me, well, let me talk about my experience in terms of my relationship with God. I've come to realize that your relationship with your parents is going to determine a lot when it comes to your relationship with God. Because, you know, yes. we don't even know when we are doing it subconsciously. So we see God the way we see our father. So if yeah. your father is the kind of person that when he comes, you run into the room. <laughs> Subconsciously, <laughs> you, you yeah. see God. Exactly, you see God with the same eyes. You hear daddy's horn. Yes. Subconsciously, you just see yourself asking. Mm, so, so before, you before you pray, ask yourself, I hope I didn't steal. I hope I didn't lie. I hope I can go and approach my father. And, you know, and then, you know, and then you now get to a certain point and realize that all those were not necessary. You know, when if, if you had that kind of um, 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 father-child relationship, and now you 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 are trying to build your relationship with God, it might make mm-hmm. if you, subconsciously you just see yourself trying to tick some boxes you know, before you go and spend time. With God. <laughs> oh, have I done this? Have I done that? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what the Bible says. You have a love. You know, you who you can always just go to, but then you mm-hmm. now see how parenthood is being taken now, you know, with the wrong focus. If you, if you allow me, just very for me. Yeah. So, my question is, how do how should parents ensure that their children grow up knowing God, mm-hmm. not just on a surface level? Because from everything you've level. said, everything you have achieved is by the grace of mm. God and we really need God now no matter how we really want to um 
we want to act like we don't need him. We need him more than ever, but it's not showing much in our in these days, the, the kind of the style of parenting that is going on, you know. How do we ensure mm -hmm. that our children get to know this God in, in on, on personal levels? You know, there were some things you said in this book. I don't want, I want you to speak as in, I want to just hear you before I, I, I mention some of them that would also help. You know, how do we, how do we help children? That's my first question. Let me allow you to answer that. I have another question about hearing God too. But let's, <laughs> let me hear on the There's a song I love to use that, uh, we need to catch them young. You know, when you catch a child at the right time, spiritually, you know, or academically, the child will flow along the line and the, the growth will be easy and then it will be smooth. But if the child is not gotten at the right time, there could be a problem when the child grows, particularly gets into teenage, to be very, very difficult. So I want to say that um, you take God along with you from day one in your parenting journey. We can't do anything on our own. And there are, some, there are some problems and challenges that will come up later in life, in the life of that child, that could even be beyond you. Yeah, you still have to go back to God. And so you take God along from the beginning so that the God, that child will understand the God you are serving. The child will get to love that God you are serving. Just like you said in the olden days, we used to run when we hear daddy come back from work. Everybody will start adjusting. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I should respect the parents, but not fear to that extent, you know. And when the child bonds with you from, from cradle, the, the spiritual aspects will be easy. Okay, now, like uh, like uh, I, I, I spill out uh, as, uh, kind of give the different phases of development in my book. You know, you start from when the child is from cradle, then gradually to get to the middle age, and then from the middle age, the child will get to the adolescent or the teenage, and then later the child will become emerging into adulthood and things like that. The period when the child is, we can say that's the cradle period, okay. You are going to church. You can't leave your child in the house, in your house help hand, and say, take a day, with the morning devotion with the child, whether the child understands what you are saying or not, it will get to a stage, the child will say hallelujah, the child will say amen. If I get to a stage when you are not home, the child wants to pray, whether it's blah, 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 we just say something and believe he or she has prayed, you know? So when you carry the child along from, from that infancy, it becomes easier for, for the child to understand the God you are serving and why you are serving that God. And then the child will begin to build trust in that God. The child sees you as a mini God. So anything you do, the child believes you are correct. At age, in the world of that baby, you are the best. So when you give the right teaching, the right education, the right spiritual guidance, the child will follow suit and the child will flow along with you. So when it gets to a state where the child has to be in a department in the church, maybe like students on the school unit, the child will not run away because the child is already used to something like that. You introduce the child early enough. Even in the church, the child must go to his, his or her own department so that she can understand better. The child can understand better how and what they are saying about this God, this Jesus, and things like that. So everything starts from right from infancy. 
And the toughest period is the teenage. Mm. If, if a child, yes, that is the toughest, the toughest period many parents face. Do you know that if you start your child very well, the teenage will just be as easy as any stage that the child would have passed through. By the time, child, time the child gets to teenage, you will grow into adulthood with ease and you will not have much problem controlling the child. Why? Because the child has bonded well. In bonding, the child gains your trust. Yeah. Do you know that there are some parents who do, who, whose children cannot trust them? They mm. can't trust their parents. Yes, I have, I have seen children like that in the course of my career. Mm. And it saddens my heart because the, the, the parents are supposed to be the first confidant, the first teacher, the first, first counselor, the first everything of that child, but because they were not there. So at teenage, you now want to correct the child, bring the child into the hostel or bring the child into a Christian school or a missionary school, and you want miracles to happen just like that. Mm. You know, there are principles that God has stipulated even in the scriptures that we are supposed to follow as parents. Mm. And if these principles are followed, then the children will also, they will obey you and they will easily believe and trust you enough to do what you want them to do. Yeah, and that would also help their trust in God. In God. So when they are not there, they will pray. Yeah. When you are not there, they will learn to even pray. When you travel and you leave them with the house of, even if the house of forgets, they will be the ones who call the junior one. No, yeah, let's pray. Oh. Let, you see, it's eight o'clock. Oh. Maybe it was Saturday morning and uh, you traveled. And then they will now say, okay, ah, remember, oh, it's eight o'clock. They will gather themselves and say the prayer the way they can do it, even if the house of does not want to do it with them. So that gap will not be there. But once the gap is there, and it will get wider if a parent is not careful. But once the gap is sealed, you don't even allow it at all. Ah, you surely enjoy them. Children are very interesting. They are bundle of joy. That's the way I see them. They are our princes and princesses. You should learn to flow with them. Allow them to talk. Listen to them. Listen a lot. Parents don't listen. They don't listen enough. And it saddens my heart. They don't listen enough. Many parents in Nigeria, we were not like this before. We were not like this before. I once had a discussion with a European man that said, Mr. Mark said that what he used to like about parents in Africa when they were growing, that the Africans that came to study in England were very intelligent. But I now discovered that from what the interaction they had, they, they were fond of taking their natural food. I mean, organic food. Then I now corrected him. I said, now we, we have started going for all this processed food, canned food, and all this. Is that said, as I said, yes, things are gradually changing. You know, that it, it's not like it used to be because parents don't have time to even sit down and cook ordinary rice. Some parents don't have the time. They will prefer, they can even prefer to buy mama food. Yeah. That they don't even know how the woman prepared it. Not even a decent uh, restaurant. They would prefer to just go anywhere. And there was a child that was always fed with Coca-Cola and Fanta in the afternoon. And Coca-Cola and um, bread. Bread. Yeah, that's a that's very simple lunch. <laughs> that's a simple <laughs> food. Very, very popular food these days. Bread and Coke. <laughs> so I told the European, I said, you better be praying for Africa. Africa the African women and 
and mothers are gradually changing because mothers too are business women and they are also corporate women who have jobs and things like that. And instead of creating time during the weekend to do all this cooking and put it in the fridge, they will go for Ashwabi and start going from one party to another. <laughs> I'm not saying party is bad, but they say for everything, you don't attend, you don't say yes to every engagement yeah. or invitation. You are given this invitation today, you want to go. Tomorrow is your friend's uh, child's uh, engagement. Tomorrow is the wedding. Next tomorrow is this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, man. You've really, you've really hit nail on the head. There was an interesting aspect of your book. I won't say what there is because the book is still, it's still living. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's an interesting aspect that made me. I'm like, oh, okay. You said that um, parents should encourage children to have a book where they can record testimonies. Testimonies, yes. We did that for our children. You, you, and you, up to now, they still have their testimony books. Yeah, yeah, you said that's on page 372 that you may title it Prayer and Testimony Book. So now I'm like, so, well, now people call that thing you just, you mentioned journaling. So we say, oh, journal, keep journals, you know, (laughs) all that. So, you know, when I saw that, I was like, okay. So which means even as a child, I can actually journal my experience with God. Experience, yes. And all that. So um, how, in view of, where we've already discussed the fact that some parents are too busy and all that, how, how, how can you check that your children are actually keeping this journal? And how can you measure that they are actually building, building that relationship, that they're actually building a relationship with God? You know, because if one thing, like, personally, I learn a lot from people's stories, especially my parents' stories. I learn a lot. So, like, my mom, she tells me a lot about, oh, God told me this, or, or this is what I, I perceive, you know? And I learn, and I'm like, oh, this is possible. Yeah. But if your parents, if, you're, if, if, you're, if you're, your parents don't have that time, you know, to have those kind of conversations, you know, how, what will such a child do, you know? to ensure that they are still able. So, I'm, so it's like, I'm asking two questions in one. How do you ensure that your children are actually growing? And they're not just writing these things as per what mom is going to ask. They're actually doing this because they want to grow relationship. On the oh. other hand, what will a child whose parents are well busy? Because you know, no matter how much we talk about it here, there are some parents who will not get the memo. What will mm-hmm. you say to such a child, you know, in terms of relationship with God? which is very important. Now, the first step, which is the most important one, is this. Create a conducive environment for that child from the one as the child is growing in the house. We have mentioned that earlier on. Peaceful home, you know, interaction, much of laughter, you know. Let the child flow in joyful mood. Let the house be happy and conducive for the baby to grow, you know, and balance the growth of the child, whether spiritually, academically, and things like that, you know. And then it will get to a stage that you personally need to start off this morning devotion with that baby 
Don't say, okay, the baby is still under six months or is still a baby, cannot contribute. So you just leave the child on the bed and then others will go and pray. You know, some people do it unconsciously. Let the child start from the one with you. Number two, as time goes on, you will need to introduce the child to Christ. And introducing the child to Christ flows. It's not that one day you just see the child and say, you must accept Christ today. No. Sorry, it's already flowing. In the child. Yes. Just, just, just to clarify, so you are saying that you have to intentionally introduce your child to Christ. You, don't, you won't assume that because you are a Christian family, they know Christ, right? Christ is also a Christian. Mm-mm. It could be, there could be a forum in the church where they say, okay, today, you know, we are teaching on salvation. And the child is also in the church with you. Maybe then the child is saying, primary three or primary two, you know, at least the child can hear and understand what he's hearing. And the child has been hearing some things from home about God, about Jesus, how he died for us. If each year you do Easter and things like that, you explain what Easter means. Now, this is a program that the church is holding something that has to do with salvation. When the child hears such, at times some children get up and say they want to give their life to Christ. Have you seen such children? I've seen, yes, I've seen them too, and I'm like... Okay. Yes. You think they don't understand what they are doing by getting up, and some even go forward. Mm. They will not only raise up there, they will go forward. They already understand what it means. Mm. They were only waiting for the time they will declare it openly. Yeah. So it could be declared at home. If discussions get to that, or maybe... The, the normal Bible devotion gets to that level. And if the child says, yes, I want to give my life to Christ, don't think the child is joking. Maturity at times, the age of the maturity of each child at times differ. At times, there are children that are just 12 years old. And when they talk, you think they are 18. They understand some things that some 18 year old adults understand. Yes, yes. And you be I'm actually teaching some of them like that. And when they speak to you, like, oh, and, tell you, you, and I'm like, where did you hear that from? <laughs> so, <laughs> do with the child's exposure. At times, it has to do with the child's bonding with the parents. You know, when, you, when your child bonds with you and you talk, she will quickly understand you. So the child understands adult talk, even from age 10, because they don't drive that child away when they are talking something reasonable. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because the parents have time to sit there and talk something reasonable in the presence of the child. Yeah. This is different from parents that travel from January to December, they are abroad, or they are going for this business here in Ikoi, in Leki, in Potakot, and things like that. And they will not come back home until the child sleeps. And in the morning, before the child wakes up, they are off. Mm. So tell me, what, what, what conversation, what interaction have they had with that child? And the child grows up like that. You'll be shocked that some children grow up to age 10 and don't really know who their father. I mean, no, in the fact that what I'm saying is the behavior of the father, who the father is actually. Is he a Christian? They just know that, okay, when he's in, he drops them in the church. Some don't even stay. They'll just drop the children and the wife and mm. go back to pursue some other things. So the child wants to know who you are. When the child knows who you are, the child will be able to trust you. So when it comes to giving your life to Christ, you want to give your life to somebody that you know your life will not be broken into pieces or shattered 
in the hand of that person, isn't it? Yes. The child already knows that he can trust the father and the mother. So the God they are serving must be someone he can also trust. You understand what I'm saying? So the, the, the child sees God in the parents. Because we cannot see the physical, God physically, we can't see God physically. So the child sees God through the parents. That is why it's not good to joke with things that are not good in the house, you know, start abusing and you say, I'm just joking. Or you know, things that are not, that will not edify the spirit because the child understands. Yeah. And may just. So if you say that, yes, and we may just speak it. But if you don't sit down to discuss with the child, you even know the extent of the, 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 the maturity of the child that is under your roof. And that is why when some children get to hostel, they become something else. Really? And when they tell the parents, they, they won't believe. Because they don't even know the child. So how well do you know the child? There's a place in, in, in this book where I put some questions for parents and questions for, for, for the children to answer. It's not just for fun. How well do you know your child? Some don't even visit the school physically. Now that there's phone, everything is on phone. They interact on phone. They don't attend PTA meeting. They don't attend uh, parents visiting day. They don't, they don't, everything now is on phone. Phone has spoiled us now. Let me use that language like that. Yeah, yeah. It's even getting worse with the, with the invention of all these devices we have that we can easily use to link the school of the child. Even at home, we are on phone and computer. We don't talk to them. Instead of talking, it's going to be some other. You're typing. You're on that phone. You're, on, you're browsing. And the child is itching to talk to you. The child will be itching to. So the spiritual aspect is the same. There's no difference. It's the same. So if, you're, if, you're, if your communication with the child is good, then it is almost... Um, it, is, it is almost... Um, oh. More than sixty percent. Yes, that the best that the, that the child's spiritual growth with God too will be very very strong. Yes, yes. No, so that before the child has any problem, you already know. Yeah, you'll be free to discuss with you, and you quickly trash it or correct it. How about children who might never receive that kind of attention? You know, because um, well, I, I can remember that, you know, as you were speaking now, I remember that, I think I should just share, I remember the situation in, in uni. So then, you know, being the first person to go to university, you know, my yeah. parents don't believe that um, you are no more a child, even now. <laughs> even now. <laughs> so, so even... even that was my mom that, that passed away just uh, two years ago. My mother in the very nice woman. She oh. still saw my, my husband. <laughs> As a yeah. child. Yes. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> so, so even then in the university, so I remember oh, very, very fondly, like my dad, I always thank him for it. He would come to school. He, he Well, he, he was busy, but he would come to school with you know he'll buy you snacks he'll say gift to your roommates i want to see your roommates what are their names i didn't know what he was doing you know and then so the would they come. <laughs> yes, i want to sign them to sign them up to know exactly where i'm staying <laughs> yes he even had one of their phone numbers so if he couldn't reach me because then he refused to buy me a phone in time he said no i'll call you through that senior roommate and everything you know but there was a very 
emotional conversation that happened in the room one day and and they were like oh this one how is it that your father is always coming to um, buy you stuff so i thought it was normal you know it was normal and your father should be able to just come but one of them was like oh for me if i call my father now the first thing he asks me is do you need money (laughs) i thought she was joking and she called her dad and he said oh what is it again is your money finished and i felt you know i felt bad because I actually dared her to do it, thinking that she was joking. You know? so, so, so the reality is some people will not have that kind of attention. You know, I didn't understand how much sacrifice my dad was because then my mom was in Lagos and he was here before she came to join us in Abuja. I didn't understand how much sacrifice you know, you close from work and start going to our ladder. Just to make sure he bonds with you and keeps the bond, you know, so that it won't break, it won't have any crack. <laughs> you know, at that time, in my own, in my own teenage thinking, I thought ah, this man so he wants to join me and go to this school <laughs> and all that. So, but now I understand that what he did was not was not easy. So now, there are people. It was great sacrifice was making for you then. Yes, yes, serious one. So, so my issue is some people, and I'm I've, I saw it then and I'm seeing it now. They they may never get that attention. Sure. should they do and they are really in need of love and yeah if that is not coming from your parents at least you should be able to get that from god like always yes. so so what should they yes. do like it's um it's a pity we have children like that it's a it's a pity but it's the best forum to start this type of connection and um you know, making sure your child connects well with God and keeps the relationship flowing like that. But when it's not there, uh, thank God we have we have churches that are run separate children uh, forum, children units, children from the school and things like that. You know, we have such. If that child is uh, fortunate enough, at least to be introduced to church, even if it's not. Uh, doing the devotional at home and things like that. If that child is fortunate enough to be introduced to church, I think this also has to do with the church workers having interest and being passionate about the children under them. You quickly, it's easy for you to, to notice such children. There are ways you can quickly detect that this child, you know, is missing something. It's, 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 there's something that this child is 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 really agitated is is eager to get does not know how to explain it you can see just a child close to you each time the child comes to the church and have some discussions mm-hmm. and from there god may help you to help that child to come out of because such children if it, it gets to a state that the thing continues like that and the child is missing that um that uh, that fatherly and motherly care and affection it could start withdrawing and if if care is not taken outsiders like neighbors, you know, like friends, God forbid, bad friends that can influence the child can also come into the child's life. And that is where it's very dangerous. But if the child is lucky enough to be, is fortunate enough to be in the church where you have that type of thing, the church authority should also figure out such children and how to give them closer attention that will encourage them to also give their lives to Christ. 
children quickly accept the truth when they see love in your interaction with them. And they easily trust you. But when there's no love, you know, if, if you just teach all of them as, as a class, you know, just teach all of them as a class, such a child may not voice out. But when you are able to identify that child and you can bring that child closer to you, you hear a lot. Listening, that's the first thing. At that age, you must listen to that child. And when the child is able to explain what is lacking, then you now know where to come in. We can't say that of the, the secular world we are in, the schools, because in, in the school, we have teachers who are not born again. <laughs> so you cannot, you cannot say a child should be followed up by responsibility. <laughs> that is it. But in the church, you know, it's a spiritual house. And for you to handle children, I want to believe that teacher must be born again. So if the teacher is a born again child of God, then it will be easy for that child to also receive some love. You show the child some love and then the child will be able to voice out and then you'll be able to know where the problem lies. In fact, if it needs to call the parents and let the parents know, it helps a lot. It helps a lot when you call the parents and they, at times we invite parents even to school. Talk less of church. You invite the parents. Then even if the parents is not a member of that church, for the child's sake, you, you may decide to visit the home and see if they will welcome you. And then you now table the, what, you have, what you have noticed. You make it sound as if the child reported them anyway. But you just say, you believe the child has so much talent in the child and you just seem to love the child among all of them. You start from there. And when you start from there, they will say, hey, is that true? Hey, so tell me what is she doing in the, in the church? Maybe the child, through, through that child, the father who drops them and leaves may also come back to God and say, ah, it looks like uh, this church, they're actually teaching the word of God in the right way to my child. I think I want to be involved. And before you know what is happening, you have one another life to Christ. So and this training and uh, bringing up children is in chain. You, know? you cannot break it anywhere. They all link. They link. Once there's a gap, then yeah. something is wrong. Things will start getting bad. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so, so much for your time. You're welcome. <laughs> I've learned so much just listening to you. Like, I've I've learned a lot. So I always like asking one fun question. Um, <laughs> just one fun question. Yes. <laughs> so, is there anything? Well, can you can you share with us something that a lot of people don't know about you, but that that you feel like that well that you could share with us? So, I see that you're an artist. I'll ask that after this. After this, um, this thing. It doesn't mean that you <laughs> you draw and all that. Because I also love painting. Yeah. So, but is there is there is tell us something about yourself that a lot of people don't really know? Okay. Uh, I love I love songs. Oh. I love songs. I was in choir right from my from my teenage. Yes, from my teenage, and um. I was there for a long time. I got married. I, I later stopped no. you know, because of the children. I had no house self and things like that. 
but I love singing a lot and I compose songs. Oh, really? You compose? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the one, it's not the, that type of composition that you now take to any record, but times it, it, it flows. At times I'll just pick it maybe from the word of God. At times it could just, I'll just, it could be early in the morning, I may be in the kitchen, you know, I just feel like the song will just come and I just see myself repeating it and repeating it. And when it, it comes like that, at times I write it down and I quickly jot it down and then keep singing it or just to make myself happy. You know, yeah. I think I miss the aspect of leaving the choir. Mm. I miss that aspect. So apart from listening to music, I, I, I love music, but apart from that, I want to sing to myself. I want to hear myself say something about my God. The, the thing will just come and I'll start right. composing the songs, you know, just to praise God and I'll just feel happy. At times I teach my Sunday school children So when I was still, now I've stopped teaching the Sunday school children for some reasons because um, now I have no house self. I'm back to square one. <laughs> and now I have no house self. Our children are all grown up and you know what that means. Yeah. So most of the time uh, I do most of the house chose myself and my husband and and then you just feel happy because it's like we're coming back to how we started yes it's like a circle life is <laughs> like a circle <laughs> <laughs> See, that's really interesting that's really interesting and i know god speaks to us through songs sometimes yes. you just wake up with a song and it's him just telling you something maybe you ask the question and it comes in form of a song and all that so it's really interesting to hear I'm happy that you put them down. So thank you so, so much. One more thing that can help parents now is um, when your parents, when your children are in maybe the hostel, secondary school, or the tertiary institution, and they come back home, find time to bond with them. Could be during Easter time. Could be during uh, any festive time they are around. Let them have a circle with you, sing, dance, and things like that, and then allow them to talk hear their view, tell, share their problems and their challenges and things like that. It's a good bonding forum too for children who are already grown into the, you know, maybe adolescents gradually before they, at least, before they start finding their way to get married and things like that. You know. Thank you so much, Ma. Yeah. You are really, you are right. You are right. So which means yeah. that parents, <laughs> parents, African parents, we don't give up. We always want Parents too need to be so parents too need to be interested in what is going on so that they can flow when they're talking to their children. So they, they're not like ah, you know, is this how things yeah. are and oh, and so the child now starts getting scared to tell you things. Thank you. No, no, no. You have to empathize with them and also allow them to talk. Yes, they really need to. That would really help. So I'm talk. sure our listeners out there had so much fun and learning just listening to you like you are an epitome of knowledge you need to i think <laughs> i think you need to write another book i think i've already i've already told you before yes i'll be looking out for it but even if even if you even if you don't buy i'm sure that somehow maybe the holy spirit will minister to you to do so but if people pick up this book and read a guide to successful parenting you you shared a lot you know i got to enjoy some of your experience as a teacher as a parent even as an individual as a young woman growing up you can learn a lot from this book you can get this book from robin heights 
Yeah, it's on it's, yes. in, it's in Robin Heights bookstores, and then you can reach out to and Robin Heights is in Lagos and Abuja, and they they do deliveries nationwide. Yeah, yeah so yes. So you, so you could just get yours delivered to you, and um, you can reach out to the to Mrs. Oke at Tony Lees. I'm going to spell it T O Y I N L I Z at gmail.com. Could just you could reach out to her. She'd be happy to get your reviews, and I'm sure to answer your questions. Ma, are you open to? Going out to speak to people, so assuming churches want to hear you speak about parenting, are you open to that? Yes, I I had a seminar last week Saturday. Oh, beautiful! This time last Saturday, I was in yes, I was in my church, you know, and um, uh, it was purely on parenting and the Christian, you know, just exactly what we have, similar to what you have in the book, but they actually asked had time to ask questions. In fact, the question time was long. Yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed my stay with them. Well, there are a lot of questions. It's just that because of time, but right. <laughs> I'll send more of that to your Gmail, <laughs> your mail. Okay. Thank you so much. We have to pity our children because the children, what they are passing through now, we didn't pass through half of what they are experiencing with the new technological devices uh, here and there, you know, so they are passing through some temptations, side attractions here and there, and so on and so forth. So we really need to guide. empathize with them, yeah. experience, so we should be there to guide them. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, 100%. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mom. Thank you. I just saw it's nice meeting you. Yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. That's and I'm proud of you as a young lady that is so, so interested in things like this. Thank uh, you so, so much. much. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. There's Nigeria. I've seen someone like you and people like my children. I know there's hope for Nigeria. <laughs> oh, yes, there's hope. I have so much hope for this country. Like I love Nigeria so yes. much. Yes. Yeah, these are the little ways we can contribute, you know. Yes. So yes. I'm really happy. I'm happy to meet you today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank has you said so much about you, you know, and all that. So I'm so happy to meet you and honored. And on behalf of Thank everybody you. at Satire Africa Foundation, we are we want to just say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you so much. We are going to do all we can to ensure that we promote it and let other people also read it and get to learn. You know, people don't like reading these days. That's why I was insisting, let's do a podcast. You know, somebody else on the team has finished reading the book that should have been here, if near, but she had some technical issues, so she couldn't join. She was itching to join. Okay. She loves reading a lot and all that. So, we believe that when you write and people read, it's a very fast way to, to help people to learn, to know God especially. And that is like our main mission. Yeah. As our mission. If people are saying they don't want to go to church, fine, they're going to read. So. <laughs> you read, you write. Exactly. We read him and then we read the Bible and yes. then we now read books like this. Comes from the manual yes. that God has given us. 
<laughs> exactly. So, so that is our mission. So so we are happy when so so when I was reading your book and I saw those stories you were telling and you were relating it to God, I'm like, this is just beautiful. This is beautiful. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Give the glory to God. All glory to God. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you have questions, reservations, comments, or opposing views, you can send us a DM at Satire Africa on Instagram. Or better still, you can email us at Satire using satirepress at gmail.com. Thank you.